0: This is Rumble with Michael Moore. I am Michael Moore. A little music there from my very first movie, Roger and Me. Happy Labor Day weekend. I've decided I'm going to keep this short today because it is a holiday weekend. I probably should not be doing any work on Labor Day weekend, but I just wanted to say a few words to you about this particular weekend, this particular day, this holiday. Tell you about something special that's happening tomorrow night on national television. I am a member of uh, three unions the Directors Guild of America, the Writers Guild of America, and the Screen Actors Guild. And two of those unions, we are currently on strike right now. I've talked to you a little bit about this over the past uh, few months. It has uh, dragged on studios and the networks and the streamers. Just like most entities, I guess, don't want to part with their money. And this really isn't so much, uh, these aren't strikes about, oh, we want more money. This is more about getting everything aligned so that the new entities agree to the same working conditions and the same pay that the old guard have been paying for seven or eight decades There's not a lot really being asked here, which makes it even more surprising that it has gone on this long. Nonetheless, um, the writers and the actors uh, remain together on this. And I think all of us would like to get back to making our films and television shows. I don't think I've ever been out on strike on Labor Day weekend I guess there's a certain irony to that, but it's not really irony, is it? It's a, it is the power that we hold in our hands because we provide the labor. We provide the, in this case, the creativity and uh, the stories. And I think all of us look forward to getting back to work as soon as possible. But on this Labor Day and Labor Day weekend, I just wanted to say a few words about not just the unions i belong to and to all of you out there and most of you probably don't belong to a union they've it's it's uh been a tough go for the last few decades now i grew up in a union family my uncle was in the uh, the original strike in flint the sit-down strike of 1936-37 that essentially gave the uaw its first contract the united auto workers and my father worked at the factories of General Motors, as did my grandparents, uncles, aunts, quite a few of us. And a lot was sacrificed over the years in order to build these unions and to give us a, a middle-class life, essentially. You know, when I was growing up, we had free health care, far better than what we call the Affordable Care Act now. And we're all so happy to have that because so many people, so many tens of millions still do not have health insurance in this country. But because my father worked for General Motors and because of the strikes that they went out on over the years, they were able to get their own version of free and universal health care, dental care. We went to the dentist for free if we needed glasses. That was free. It was all paid for by the work that our parents did in these factories. And they negotiated with the companies to make sure that we'd all be taken care of. And that when we retired, there'd be money there, not just social security, but an actual pension. You know, geez, I remember my dad had at least four weeks paid vacation every year. Sounds so European now, doesn't it? Paid vacation, paid sick days, Bereavement days, uh, all kinds of, if you needed some time off, you got it. If you wanted to go back to school, it was paid for. If you needed a lawyer like for just a civil matter, the union provide an attorney. So I just want to say a few words in favor of all this today. And uh, let me thank our underwriter for this episode today, and then I want to tell you about something really special that's happening on actual on Labor Day on Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday morning, but something kind of cool is happening tomorrow. And I thought you might like to be aware of it. But first, uh, let me uh, thank our underwriter uh, for today's episode, Stamps.com. Listeners of my podcast here, Rumble, have heard me talk about Stamps.com for over 25 years. They've been helping millions of people save time and money when it comes to shipping. It's like having your own personal post office, no matter where you are. All you need is a computer and a printer, and Stamps.com gives access to all of the United States Postal Service and all UPS services. And there's no lines, obviously. You do it from home. There's no traffic you have to sit in. There's no waiting. They automatically tell you the cheapest and fastest shipping method and give you huge discounts, up to 84% off UPS and USPS rates. Two organizations that are fully unionized. UPS, and the United States Postal Service. You can also schedule package pickups. You can order shipping supplies or printers from their supply store, and they'll even send you a free digital scale so you can weigh your packages. So get your business ready for the holiday rush. Get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code MORE, that's my last name, M-O-O-R-E, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial period, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. And there's no long-term commitments or contracts that you have to sign. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code MORE, M-O-O-R-E. And again, my thanks to stamps.com for supporting this podcast, and most importantly, supporting my voice. Much appreciated. Okay, so as I was saying, uh, there's something really special happening tomorrow on television. I'm sure you've heard of Turner Classic Movies, TCM. I think most basic cable systems carry that. It's not a pay cable network. Turner Classic Movies, they show the classic movies. They show all these great movies that go back all the way to the silent era up into more modern times. I'm sure a lot of you enjoy this channel, I certainly do. What I really like is being able to see some movies for the first time. I'd never seen the Bogart and Bacall movie To Have and Have Not, based on an Ernest Hemingway story. That was on last week. Bad Day at Black Rock with Spencer Tracy was also on a week or two ago. These are great, great films. And so tomorrow on Labor Day, the uh, Turner Classic Movies has apparently decided to honor workers and their movements on film on the channel here. You know, they've got some movies that, uh, not just depict unions, but show the wealthy and what they've been up to and how they work and how they do things. My hat's off to them for spending Labor Day and doing a little bit of this. They're going to do a prime time double feature beginning at eight o'clock Eastern. I'm sorry. I don't know how that works on the West coast with the timings of of this particular channel, but at eight o'clock Eastern uh, tomorrow night, a double feature beginning with at eight o'clock, the great classic documentary by Barbara Koppel, Harlan County, USA. This is a powerful, powerful documentary. About the 1973 coal miner strike in uh, Appalachia. I believe this was Barbara's first film, and it is a searing, brilliant, powerful film about coal miners, what they go through, the threat to their lives that took place during the strike, uh, the violence perpetrated by the companies. It's an amazing film, and that kicks off the double feature tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, on Turner Classic Movies. This particular film won the Academy Award that year for Best Documentary. Then at 10 o'clock tomorrow night, Monday night, Labor Day night, really proud to announce this, um, they are showing my first film, Roger and Me, tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Eastern, on TCM. And, you know, my film's... Obviously, I think probably because of the subject matter, uh, while they hold and have held various records for box office and attendance and the number of people around the world that have seen my films, but it's very rare that they get shown on any kind of network, American networks, I should say. So this is a very rare screening of what was my first film, Roger and Me. It's an hour and a half long in color <laughs> came out in 1989 it's a very special film to me because it takes place in my hometown of flint michigan it's a film about how general motors thanks to the hard-working people of flint and other gm cities around the country became the wealthiest corporation in america and back in the 1980s even though at that point it was making profits of over four billion dollars they were participating in massive layoffs of workers, tens and tens of thousands, the auto companies, not just them, lots of companies. They figured that, well, you can make more money if you just don't have to pay as many people. And it's really a good idea if you could figure out how to get people, how to get one person to do the jobs of two people. Think of the savings. And that's what they did. They just, Wholesale went after people's livelihoods and even at a time when they were making enormous profits. So my hometown was decimated uh, in Flint. You know, there have been 80,000 people in Flint working for General Motors. 30,000 at that time, 1980s, lost their jobs in Flint, were laid off, permanently laid off. And the jobs permanently eliminated, thirty thousand jobs, over a period of a few years, and it caused such havoc. I mean, the official unemployment rate in the city of Flint back in, I would say, this would be probably close to the early to mid '80s. It hit as high as official rate, twenty nine percent unemployment. It's just awful. So I, you know, I I did not know how to make a movie. I never went to film school. I never hardly went to school, actually. I mean, I went to school. I'm, I'm, I have a high school degree. And I tried going to college for a year or so, but it wasn't for me. And um, I decided to start my own alternative newspaper in Flint called the Flint Voice and uh, some other things that I thought might be helpful in the town. Ran for public office, got elected when I was 18 to the Board of Education, things like that. But what I really wanted to do was make a movie about this, and I did not know how to do this. I went to a lot of movies. I watched a lot of movies. I've always watched a lot of movies. You know, I I still watch three to five movies a week, whether now they're on streaming services or networks or whatever. But I love going to the movie theaters, and I go to the movie theater. I'm a strong believer in seeing movies in a, on a big screen with great sound and, and with a hundred or 200 other people. It's a collective, it's a communal experience. And part of that experience is, is sharing it with other people. Even, even if you don't know who they are, just sitting there with them. I restored a couple of movie theaters in Michigan, set them up as nonprofits. I still program them and run them to this day. They're in Traverse city, Michigan. One's a 107 or 108-year-old movie house. The other one is an old WPA building built during the Roosevelt era. So in Traverse City, Michigan, we get to watch great movies, foreign films, documentaries, indies, art house movies every week of the year. And for 18 years, I had a film festival. And now we're going to reboot that here next month, a new version of it, a new era for our film festival maybe I'll, i'll talk to you about that here in a few weeks but right now today i just wanted to to celebrate the fact that those of us those who work for a living those who create those who produce those who produce the wealth of this country deserve a fair share of it and those who are unable to participate in the production of that wealth also deserve to be taken care of in a in a society like this. And so this is what all of us who have been part of the unions forever, we've believed in this. We believe that healthcare is a human right. We believe that education is a human right. These should not be profit-making entities. Nobody should be making a profit because somebody gets sick because we want our kids to go to the best schools all of these things, we continue to fight for these things. And I know many of you listening to this have been in your own struggles trying to get by, especially during this last decade coming in and out of the pandemic. And so I guess what I wanted to say today was I just wanted to honor you and to thank you and to tell you that we're all in this together. And I'm a very lucky person that I get to make movies like Roger and me and Bowling for Columbine and Fahrenheit 9-11, Sicko, Capitalism, A Love Story. You know, there's about a dozen of them that I've made similar themes uh, in the sense of going after these various issues, trying to get this country and this planet in better shape, take care of each other, to fight that established order that is very greedy and wants to make sure they get more and more and more. It's like, you know, there's never enough for them. As I've said before, the dirtiest word in capitalism is the word enough. There's no such thing as enough. And the fact that so many working people, people who are the working poor, people that have to work more than one job and still can't make ends meet, who don't have enough. There's something hugely immoral about that. And, you know, on some level, things have gotten better over the years, back from when that strike happened in Flint in 1936. And yet there's still so much more to go. The UAW, the United Auto Workers Union, elected the first democratically elected president of the union. In other words, every union member got to vote in this election here this year. And now we have a new president of the United Auto Workers. And man, he has just been saying and doing so many great things. And he's he's made it clear to Ford and General Motors and Chrysler uh, when the contract is up, and the contract is up in 10 days for the auto companies, that the free ride is over for these companies. They're going to have to pay workers a decent wage, they're going to have to think about how hard it is to work in these factories and that people uh, should not have to work more than a four-day week working in these on these cement floors, lifting, hauling, all the jobs you have to do on the assembly line. It's brutal work. I saw the toll it took on my dad, other family members, friends, neighbors. And then when GM and Chrysler went bankrupt, when Obama first became president, U.S. government stepped in to save those companies. And in return, the workers had to suddenly work for a lot less with a lot less benefits, a lot less protections. In many cases, no pensions anymore. So the new UAW is going to fight for this. You're going to hear a lot about it in the news over the next few weeks. I ask that you get behind them, support them. We did all of us a good job in supporting the Teamsters in their battle with UPS. And they were able to get a good contract out of that, avoided a strike. The same can happen here if the car companies do the right thing. So I just wanted to, put that out there that I and others need to stand with the auto workers if they have to go on strike in a couple of weeks. And I guess, I don't know, I'm just, I'm also thankful on this day that I get to do what I do. I can't wait to get back to work, frankly. So we're all sticking together to make sure that that happens soon. Like you, I'm. we're all missing the TV shows that we like to watch. We're missing Stephen Colbert and Seth Meyers and all the others that um, haven't been able to work on TV. We want them all back to work. And uh, again, check out my first film tomorrow night, Labor Day night, Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, Roger and Me. It's a film I'm so proud of. It opened a door for me that I got to walk through so I could tell these stories, so I could tell your stories, and the fact that I still get to do this, I don't take it for granted. It truly feels like a privilege, and I have to fight for what I want to say and do just like anybody else who does this. But, man, if if you haven't seen Roger and me, it's a film now that's, oh, geez, it's like almost, it's 34 years old. It had its world premiere on Labor Day weekend in a little town in Colorado called Telluride. There's a film festival there. They didn't know me from Adam and they saw the film and they loved it, the, the little committee that picks the films there and and they showed it and the whole thing just exploded in a huge way for me. It became at that time the largest grossing documentary. And that's happened to me a, two other times. Bullet for Columbine and then Fahrenheit 9-11 each broke the, the documentary box office record. So that's what I, when I say I'm feel very lucky that to be able to reach so many people with this. And I thank all of you for being supportive of that. We've got a lot more work to do. We've got a big election year coming up. So we're going to be very busy with this on this podcast and with my Substack column. So let's all do our job. Let's all do what we can do. Let's take a moment here on this Labor Day weekend to give thanks to those who came before us, who allowed us to have a better life, to realize that that better life is not guaranteed and it will be taken away by the rich and the powerful. If they have any opportunities to do that, they will do it. And so that's why we all have to stick together, union, non-union, no matter what the particular job is or what the cause is, you know, we sink or swim together. I'd rather not sink. So that's why we're all in this, we're all in this together. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to share these thoughts with you, to thank you, to tell you about the chance you have to see this movie on, you know, the basic cable, you don't have to pay to see this movie tomorrow night, to see Barbara's movie that is on just before mine, Barbara Koppel's, Harlan county usa hey it's rare that you see anything on a nationwide basis that says hey let's take uh three or four hours here to celebrate the working people of this country that's what uh, they're doing tomorrow night on a turner classic movie starting at eight o'clock with Barbara's film and ten o'clock with mine so uh, please tune in I'd, uh, i'd be happy really happy if you did that and if you're kids haven't seen it or your adult children haven't seen a film this film from 1989 i think they might like it so pass it around tell people about it monday night labor day night 10 o'clock on turner classic movies roger me all right uh i'm gonna go back to just uh chilling here on this uh weekend i'll be back uh, next week with another podcast with my Substack column Don't forget to see one of the most radical and funny films ever, Barbie. (laughs) Still in the theaters, folks. I know. Mike, why are you still pushing this movie about a doll? It's not about a doll. It is about, as the movie itself says, capitalism, fascism, the patriarchy, and companies who make off like bandits at the expense of everybody else. One of the best satires that uh, Hollywood has ever made. It is up there with Dr. Strangelove, Monty Python's Life of Brian. You will be shocked if you've put off going to see this movie because because it's about a doll. A doll many of us didn't care for. I've already talked about this enough, but I just I wanted to close by encouraging, if you haven't seen it here on this holiday weekend, it's still in theaters. Go see it you'll understand why I, I keep pushing it. And uh, thanks, uh, thanks to all the people who've worked with me, all the wonderful, great crews and staffs that I've been able to work with. Thank you, all of you. Thanks to my executive producer of this podcast, Angela Vargos, she is also the editor. Thank you to everybody who's made a difference. We have a lot of work to do and we'll be talking about that here in the coming days and weeks. So please stay tuned. Happy Labor Day. Don't give up. It would be crazy to give up when we are now the majority. So we'll fight on. Thanks everybody. This is Michael Moore. I am proud to be an American. Part of a great democracy where our equal rights are for everyone, thanks to justice and liberty. With our 50 wonderful United States, we're more powerful than ever today. I am proud to be an American and to live in the USA. Oh!